Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Daniel, are you ready? As ready as I can never be. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Daniel Mangena is a Wall Street Journal Master of Success public speaker. He is a two-time best-selling author. Excited to have you on the show. Dan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Really yeah. appreciate it. Um, what I do is I inspire people to not be victims about the life that they live, to step into their power, to realize that they can create their life, remove the excuses that say they can't, and give them tools that they can actually use to create deliberately a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. That's uh, what I do. Why I do it is because I wasn't always that way. Uh, I've seen both sides of it. And really, I had a Jonah and the whale moment whereby I feel that I don't think there's anything else I would rather do than do this every day. Uh, for example, just had a, a coaching weekend here this past weekend and getting to sit there for a few days and watch people literally see those light bulbs go off mm. and start to make differences and get paid to do it is pretty darn cool. Uh, just about to be a dad for the first time, which is pretty cool. Um, what else is happening? I'm from the UK, although I live in Carbo. Um, 37. I like walks by the, by the park. <laughs> Like, but yeah, that's being what I do. Nice. So you're just about to come be, 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 become a dad. Like, like the 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 delivery date is is soon. Very soon. It's in like she could rush in and say my water's broken. Time to go. Podcast. Well, well that that would be a first on 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 <laughs> on the pod. So we'll, which, we'll try to give you that exclusive, George. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. <laughs> that, that 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 would be a hot take right there. So nice. All right. Well, well. Amen to all of that. Why why do people get stuck in 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 that victim mentality? We're sort of stuck in 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 that sort of that just going around in a circle and and maybe don't even want to be there anymore. But I I I, I just can't get out. George, I think it comes down to the blueprint you know if you have a builder you know construction worker who does his job well he's going to execute perfectly according to the blueprint if you give him a funky blueprint you can't complain afterwards when he's perfectly executed to the blueprint our unconscious mind is a terminator when it comes to execution sometimes we think oh i didn't want that Unfortunately, the the reality of it is a little different. The unconscious mind never fails at anything. None of us have ever failed. The challenge is that what we are building is we're building out a blueprint that we didn't consciously choose. Mm -hmm. It was one that's built on our programs, our unconscious learnings, uh, environmental imprints, collective agreements. So my feeling and something that's come to me consistently over the last 20 years I've been in this myself and over the past few years teaching others is that this is all that we know. 
it's all that's been imprinted. Nothing else has been fed to the unconscious. And so it's perfectly executing the blueprint that it's been given, which unfortunately for many of us includes being a victim. Got it. So whether I know it or not, my, <laughs> my, my brain is, is, is running a program and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of going along with it. So mm-hmm. whether it was done to me on purpose or if I put it in there, but odds are it was just put in there by my environment and my parents and the folks that I was around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how hard is it to, to, to break that? I love that you use hard instead of simple. How, it's simple, how super easy. easy is it to break that? <laughs> <laughs> it's simple, but it's not easy, right? Because nobody got a manual like we didn't have a manual or a special playbook to put the stuff in there in the first place so it's not a special task otherwise we would have struggled to do it in the first place but i think what happens is is that sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it did straightforwardly get imprinted in the first place try and get sexy with the imprinting of the new what the first time which is consistently imprinting ideas in a language that the mind understands giving it the opportunity to accept and believe the new program as real true and safe because the unconscious mind is it's not your enemy it's just trying to keep you safe by playing out the blueprint that it was given you know it's just it's a very good worker it doesn't have an opinion it doesn't care what happened to you in a past life or any of that stuff it's just okay this is the blueprint this is what i'm going to do So if we look to that and recognize that it must be in the language. I mean, George, if I started sat here and started speaking uh, Zulu, my parents' mother tongue, not that I'm as fluent as I should be, but this conversation wouldn't get very far. You may smile and nod, but it's great. We're not going to get (laughs) awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The Zulus in the audience might be like, ah, let's go for it. But the rest of everyone else would be like, okay, I, I didn't get anything from that. So we're speaking English because we both speak English. Um, I assume the audience speaks English. I can't see any subtitles. So let's start speaking to the the mind in a language that it understands. And it's not words. It's imprints. Um, Emotions are a great imprint. Um, That's why people that sit there reading affirmations every morning or writing their goal statements but have got no emotion evoked as they're doing it aren't seeing any difference. You know, and then you'll see people that don't actually write anything down, but they get something because they're imprinting in a language that the mind understands. So I would say it's being clear on what the new program is so that you can be clear on what the inputs and imprints should be and then consistently doing that in a language that the mind understands. Unfortunately, most of the time we're speaking Japanese or Zulu to English speakers. Got it. Okay. Well, I think that that certainly, I think that that certainly all makes sense. Um, if you're giving anything the wrong input, then it's just, it's just, it's not going to be effective. Right. Um, yeah. All right. So is goals and affirmations, obviously it's, it's better to do that than to not. So that's, 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 that's that's getting us down the road, but it's not going to get us to where we really want to go because it's not, it's not exactly, or it's, it's just not the right input. So I'm sorry, you, 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 you said that it was more, more of an emotional input, which, which is what's necessary. So if we look at the science, right, it's not the words of the affirmation that create the change. It's the emotional state within us that's elicited by mm. the words. The words are a doorway. The affirmation is a doorway 
to triggering an emotional state within you, which does the speaking. So it's not just reading the words, it's feeling the words, embodying them as you're doing them. And the other thing we have to look at with the consistency is, and I say this with my whole stop meditating thing, right? Someone spends an hour, two hours in the morning in deep spiritual practice, communing with Pachamama and the gods and the angels. That's right. Gets up, forgets that, <laughs> and sort of, you know goes to be a toe rag for the rest of the day. Like, what was the point? So it's not just feeling it when you're doing the affirmation or you're reading your goals out, or when you're doing your practices in the morning or the afternoon. It's making the conscious choice at every available point to continue that habit of feeling and thought quality. We're unconscious most of the time. You know, it's like 90 to 90% of the time, 90 to 97% of the time we're running on our unconscious mind. But there is 3 to 10% of the time that we are conscious. So in those times that we are conscious, just asking ourselves, what am I thinking now? What's the quality of that thought? Is the quality of that thought, thought reinforcing the emotional state that I chose to, to be in? Is it triggering that emotional state or one of fear, of lack, of victimhood? You know, am I, is my unconscious thought quality right now one that's uplifting and expansive or is it one that's uh, degrading and contractive? Am I following through in thought what I consciously chose to be in feeling? Got it. Sort of. Maybe. <laughs> so, um, what, what is, walk me through, um, an example of if it's, if it's perhaps my desire to be a great leader or mm -hmm. to be one day the CEO of a company to write mm -hmm. that down and to say every morning, I'm a great leader and to say in 10 years, I'm going to be the CEO of a company. But if I just leave mm -hmm. it there, but if, if, if instead throughout the course of the day, I'm recognizing different opportunities and I'm feeling like and, and, and walking and, and, ha and, and, and moving my body and thinking thoughts mm -hmm. about what a CEO would do. Mm -hmm. Look, so in my book, Stepping Beyond Intention, I speak about something called the flow funnel. The flow funnel is not new. I've taken age old wisdom and just put it in a new framework. Now there are deeper levels to this, but the way that I talk about it in the book is more the introduction to it where we're looking at the side through the lens of time. And when we look at it through the lens of time and through this tidy way that I've presented it, everything that's a thought becomes a thing so long as it's supported in its journey to becoming a thing. So I have the thought. My first point of contact with thought vibrationally is my emotion. So does my emotion align with that thought? So let's go to being a leader or being a CEO. Do I feel an emotional resonance with that experience? And everybody, if they take a moment to close their eyes, know what I'm talking about. You've always had that idea of something that you want to have or you want to be or you want to do, and it just doesn't feel right. Something feels off of it. And there's those times where it's like, oh my, you light up, you feel it. There's a, there's a connection to it. Do you have that spark, that connection to it? Yes or no? Can that spark be manufactured? Yes. But is it likely that you're going to be able to maintain over the long term something that you have to keep going back to manufacturing? Mm. This is why when we're going for goals, there's a beauty to going for something that we're aligned with. Um, in reality, trans surfing, which is a modality I'm a certified trainer in, 
uh, the, the creator of that, Vadim Zeeland, talks about heart and mind coordination. When you think about it, does it automatically have a link to how you feel? Does it automatically light you up? Light you up? So we can, we can ask ourselves that question. So I want to be a leader. When I think about being a leader, when I see myself in my mind's eye as a leader, am I lit up and excited? Or is there another narrative coming through? And that other narrative coming through might lead me to what I need to work on. Maybe there's some unworthiness. Maybe there's a little anxiety. Maybe there's a feeling of it's too big, it's too big a thing. Or maybe there's a feeling of, of resistance to it. That can give me some clue about whether I'm even going to bother following through with it because I may just not be aligned with it and therefore shouldn't bother following through. Mm-hmm. Or it may be that that um, that gives me a clue of what to go and do some personal work on. Oh, unworthiness. Where else is that showing up? Oh my goodness, it's showing up in my relationships. It's showing up in my relationship to money. It's showing up in my health. Let me go and do some work with unworthiness, whatever that looks like. Once I've established that resonance, that connection to it emotionally, now what is my ongoing thought quality around the idea? Am I able to see it in my mind's eye? One of the things I love about Tony Robbins' work is is what he talks about with certainty. It's only when we're certain of something, when we can mentally rehearse it with certainty that it shows up. Everything that is showing up for us, I feel, I do believe, is because at some level of mind, there's a certainty that's going to show up because we have enough evidence to support it showing up. The really cool thing about the mind, it doesn't know if you're making up a memory or you're reviewing a real memory. So we can actually consciously, in our time of conscious reflection on what we want, can manufacture future or past experiences around what we desire so that the resistance mentally to the the belief of it being possible reduces. So once I feel it, I want to practice mentally rehearsing it. As I mentally rehearse it, the resistance that exists is going to come up and again, give me pointers about what I need to work on. Oh, I feel that I can do it, but it's going to take time. Let me do some work reducing my relationship to, to the illusion of time in there. Let me go and research some existing people who have done it. Let me go and find some role models who I can, uh, I can, who I can map, whose journey I can map or look to clues or for evidence from. So I can also look at what the imprints are, what are the inputs? Am I surrounding myself with people who also want to do something big or with bums who just want to eat Cheetos and watch Netflix every night, right? Am I just eating Cheetos and watching Netflix every night? In which and my actions, which is the next piece, following through with what I said I wanted to do. So looking at my mental environment, what music am I listening to? What movies? What books am I reading? Am I watching the news and just being depressed? Or am I watching documentaries and uh, uh podcasts and stuff that can uplift me and put my mind in an environment conducive to that of someone who's a great leader or a CEO of a big company. And then of course, actions. Am I doing something every day? Like you said, as I'm going through my life, am I making choices from where I am or from where I want to be? Am I moving the needle closer to the reality of me being that great leader or that's nice. <clears throat> so we'll just, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll stick with this. I want to be the CEO of, 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 of a company one day. But when I, when I think about that, I do feel like that's really what I want, but I was mm-hmm. raised, uh, really poor and I, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't feel good about where I come from. I can rewrite or, or overwrite that of maybe mm-hmm. thinking 
I come from an environment of, of lots of people who were very successful and my, 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 my parents were supportive of me where in reality they, 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 they might have told me that I'd never make anything of myself. So I can kind of overwrite that past. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, all that you have of the past is a memory and you engage with that memory mentally and the mind doesn't have an opinion about whether it's real or not. It's just got it in the archives. Hmm. So if you consciously go into the archives and edit or take that out, timeline therapy is really great for that. I did some timeline therapy this, this year. It's really weird. We did it around a few things, um, anxiety. Like I went deep onto like childhood wounds. I didn't even know were there. We really dug in and found these things. And you can use timeline therapy. This just an example of a tool where you rewrite your emotional relationship to an experience. So you don't need to change the experience, but you can change your relationship to it. The law of relativity says everything just is until we have an opinion or something to match it against. So if you change that matching criteria, the, the experience can be what it is. You don't have to pretend something didn't happen, but you can shift your experience to uh, your relationship to that experience. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So what kind of is, is this, if I were serious about this, this is a, this is a total shift in, in, in my thinking and my actions, what kind of a commitment am, am, am I looking at from a time perspective to actually get to where I want to go? Is it finite like that? Or is it, you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life, George? I mean, for me, I would say so long as you're subject to the illusion of time, you're going to be subject to the illusion of time, <laughs> right? And the really, the, the crazy loop is why I said it's simple, but it's not easy. And one of the reasons why I kind of crap on the whole cookie cutter thing, because everybody's going to take the amount of time that their belief system says it's going to take. So when I'm working with people, what I tend to do with the guys in my programs is Rather than trying to work out how long it's going to be, let's work on losing an attachment to how long, much time it has to have. Because as far as the mind knows, it only has now. The universe only has now. Uh, the mind only has now. It doesn't have any illusion about time. So when I set something up to be created, it just wants to give it to me now because that's the time that it has. But I create those blocks, how much time it's going to take. Because I say, oh, oh, that can't happen in that amount of time. Uh, you need to go through this. So it's my stories that create that. So if I just step behind all of those stories and work on the basis of the fact that it can happen now, doesn't mean that it will, but I'm open to it possibly happening now. That block to it happening now is gone and then it will happen in as fast time as my belief system will allow it to happen. Well, Dan, I think we could talk all day, but Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dear, dear nation of savages who are somewhat, (laughs) I would say, take it one day at a time. That's why I would, I would say, I think uh, I speak about a concept, uh, that I teach called micro shifting, which is an elaboration on the idea of, of taking baby steps with some intentionality and some other pieces in there. But essentially it comes down to asking myself, what's something that I can do today that I know I won't fail at? What's the minimum deliverable? Because if I have a succession of those minimum deliverables, celebrating them every time, then I'm always going to be moving in the right direction. At some point, the compound effect will create a quantum leap. But just 
what can I do today? Not what do I have to be doing in a year? Have your year goal, have your three year goal, your five year goal. But what can I do today that I know I can do? Whether it's in my thoughts, my actions and my feelings or just my emotions. What's one thing I can do today to deeper resonate, more deeply resonate with feeling it? What's one thing I can do today to change my mental environment? What's one action I can do today from a different place? Just one. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Daniel, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can people engage with you? At dreamwithdan.com is my website. Um, head over to dreamwithdan.com. Everything's there. Uh, depending on when this comes out, there's probably going to be some kind of workshop that's free or something going on or some kind of web class. They're not the 15 minute ones of me talking for 15 minutes and spending the rest of the time selling stuff. They are. I, I do pride myself on offering genuine value on my web classes. Sometimes they'll include a, a way to step in and work with me more. But generally speaking, it's just a way to, to, to serve and give value. My books are on there. Podcast, all social media is all on there. Dreamwithdan.com is definitely the place to head. And check out the events tab. It'll let you know what's going on. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Daniel your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to dreamwithdan.com and check out all the great resources. Pick up a copy of the book, listen to the podcast, all of it. Thanks again, Dan. Thanks for having me. And to all the dreamers that are listening to this, make sure you uh, you give this savage this savage stuff a check because uh, George is a pretty cool cat. I'm sure he's got more to serve you with. Well, that's awfully nice. And until next time. Keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money. Getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.